Welcome back to the Moral Hangover Podcast. I'm your host, Katie Dom, and I'm joined by producer, Victoria Bruno. You guys, I just tried to hype myself up by screaming, and my dogs literally just started barking. I heard one go, <laughs> They're probably like, what is going on? You gotta do it. I literally screamed for five seconds thinking I was Ariana Grande, and it really perks up the dog's ears. You know, they're sensitive, but it really hypes, hypes you up. So Vic and I are recording. We're both hot as hell. The air conditioning is not traveling to our bedrooms. We are literally and figuratively hot as hell. Yes. And I'm Honcho. I'm, oh my God. Oh, do you guys hear them? There's be a package getting arrived. I usually edit out all the dogs, guys, but this is Maybe every episode. Every episode. So I have six dogs at my house right now. I don't live on a farm. It's psychotic. Okay. Excuse me. One moment. Wait, so you're going to LOL because I literally just screamed to shut the fuck up at my dogs and my neighbors were like outside and literally heard me saying shut the fuck up. <laughs> and my neighbor's like eight years old and I'm like, shut the fuck up. But anyway, Vicky, how's your week? Give us a tea. You know, my week has been freaking terrible, guys. But we talked about this last week about stress management and guess what? We have a three-day weekend this week because of good old 4th of July. So, you know, just going to have some extra drinks this weekend. Can't wait to black out! <laughs> I mean, maybe not. i cry. My favorite. <laughs> do you not do that? You don't seem like a blackout and crier. Well, you know what? I used to be a big blackout and get sad and cry. But now my personality is much more like blackout, scream all night, and, and dance. I don't really think I do much harm besides people's eardrums. That's good. I feel like now I'm a blackout and then go to sleep. Like I literally black yeah. and I have to pass the fuck out. Like there is no saving me. I actually didn't talk about this yet, but I went to the shore a few weekends ago and I was drinking this really good mixie. It was lemonade vodka. First time drinking hard liquor since I think December of 2019 when I would actually go out to bars and I was at my friend's house and I had a Teresa Judice moment from the first season of Jersey Housewives. I was ready to flip a table over because someone told me I was going to marry a musician. And my drunk ass left the table, went to a room, and was like, fuck this, I'm taking a nap. I took a nap, and I didn't wake up until 2 a.m. Did anyone know that you were upset, or you just got up? Did you say I have to go to the bathroom? Like, what? what My friend Sophia's like, Katie, you need to calm down. You need to calm down, Katie. She keeps saying that. (laughs) Oh, no. And I was like, you think I'm going to marry a musician? And the girl was like, no, 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 that's not what I meant. Like, I mean, like, I just don't think you're going to marry who you think you're going to want to marry. I was like, are you kidding me? So then, well, Why were you taking, like, a musician so personally? I think I was triggered because one time this woman who, like, mentors me at this place I volunteer at, she was like, yeah, you're going to marry a musician. And I was like, I wish I could say her name, but I was like, I don't think so, Rosemary. So I think I was triggered from that. I feel like it's not anything against musicians. I think you just don't want to be told what you're going to do. Well, the person that went before me, she was like, yeah, you're going to be really rich and you're going to marry like an 80 year old. And I was like, why isn't that me? Okay. Yeah. Like she made it seem bad, but okay. I was like really heated. It struck your chord. It struck my chord. And I was like, fuck this. And you know, what's so funny is I was at a table with a bunch of girls who actually don't know me. They were friends of friends. So I'm like, great, they all think I'm psycho now. But the next day I was fine. You know, it just, it comes out. Sometimes the exorcism has to come out when you're drinking and that's it. The devil awoke and now she went back to sleep and she's good. 
Okay, anyway, this is getting depressing. Let's move on to other depressing things. <laughs> Khloe Kardashian and Tristan Thompson. What the hell is she doing? Someone please yeah. let me know. So are they together or are they not? So like my mom, I was talking to her about, I was like, mom, what, what are your, what's your thoughts? What's your take? And she was like, I heard they were quarantining together and that she wants a second baby. And if she's going to have a second baby, she might as well have it with him. Background story. For anyone who doesn't know, Tristan Thompson and Khloe Kardashian, you probably already know. You probably you know them. Know. You know their lives more than you know my life, honestly. So her and Tristan were dating for a while. He cheated on her twice. He cheated on her while she was pregnant with her daughter, True. He's been dying to get her back. So before they actually were quarantined together, he was posting on Instagram being like, Chloe, you're so beautiful. You're this or that. He would comment on all of her pictures and be like, oh, you're such a good mom. You're this or that. Basically hyping her up out the wazoo. So quarantine happens. COVID hits. They're quarantined together in L.A. And I remember E! News had a special or something or like a preview and they were asking Chloe what's going on with her being quarantined with Tristan. And Scott said, are you guys having sex? And she said, no. Okay, let's be real. Where is he sleeping? You think he's not sleeping in the same room or not sneaking in her room in the middle of the night? They clearly were doing the dirty. That is bullshit. But then I also heard my friend who has an inside source said that they're back together and they're not going public with it because she's embarrassed. She should be embarrassed. He is probably being the greatest guy to her right now, telling her all she wants to hear. You want to know why? Because the bars have been shut down the past three months. So clearly there's no one he's getting with. His yeah. options are slim. He has Courtney. It's so easy for a guy to, like, be nice when he sees yeah, you. Yeah, Chloe. You just said Courtney. You can't get it twisted. Uh-oh. Oh, oh, I'm so sorry, guys. I'm, like, not, like, an avid fan, but I, I do keep up with the drama, and I really kept up with the story. I watched the whole thing with, like, Jordan at the Red Table. Is that what it was called? Yes, Red Table Talk. Thank <laughs> you know. Before we go forward, we need to rewind to talk about the Jordan Red Table Talk. So when Tristan cheated, he – the first time was with – was on Chloe when she was pregnant. I think he had, like, a threesome of some sort because that's what the video footage looked like. And then the second time he cheated, it was the Jordan and – basically what's being said is that they only kissed. So I don't understand why that whole situation was getting blown out of proportion because if Jordan happened to be at his house at a party and they kissed, yeah, it's freaking weird they kissed and that that's Chloe's younger sister's friend. But it makes me believe that there was something else that was happening because why are you blowing this up and making it a whole PR frenzy if they just had a kiss? Yeah, and like ruining her life over it. Yeah. Like he probably kisses girls all the time. All the time all the time there's just no footage of it so that's the whole thing i personally i did not understand why that was blown up to the level that it was blown up to if it was just a kiss yes i'm not condoning cheating i don't think cheating's okay but on a scale of cheating one to ten i would say it's like a three or a four if it's just a kiss if you're sitting on someone's lap and it's just a kiss that's like a kiss is maybe like a five or a six but sitting on someone's lap three ish and also, if you think that he would do, like, if that's all he would have done with Jordan, like, imagine what he would really do with someone who's not even friends with Chloe. Yeah. Like, that that wasn't his first rodeo, and that's no! last. It's never been his first rodeo. And I talked about this on a previous episode. The way they leave their last relationship is the way they start a new one. He was dating someone and got her knocked up had a kid with her, and then, oh, Khloe Kardashian comes around, then he's dating her, and now he's doing the same thing that he did to the other girl, like, cheating on Chloe and doing whatever, and you've made a good point about how the bars aren't open now, so he's not going out, and he's up her ass, but also, 
it's just such a toxic relationship. Like toxic relationships, yes, they're so fun in the moment. And I know that is so controversial to say, but they're so fun. They're exciting. They're entertaining. I mean, I definitely had my fair share and I thought they were entertaining as shit, but it's not realistic. It's not sustainable. Like he's going to cheat on her again. And it's going to look even worse a third time. People are going to be like, you're a stupid fool. But I get it. She wants to have a family. She wants to keep the family together. She wants to have another baby. Better having one baby daddy than two. I feel like that's like her only mindset so that she's like a Courtney and Scott type of situation. I just, I just really want her to move on because she's my favorite. I, I find her to be so likable and so relatable. And it just pains me that she keeps going back to this guy. Onward and upward. This week we have Gabby Diaggy and I was cracking up. So we were talking before we started recording, her and I actually have a couple of mutual friends from Jersey or mutual people we know, and she is such a firecracker. I wish it translated in the audio. Our audio, we were having such difficulties with it, so we apologize in advance, but she's fantastic, and we are so excited to get the hell out of our areas and go to Scottsdale and visit her eventually because she would be so fun. Us and her on Night on the Town, I would die. That's like what I dream about. That's what I need post-quarantine. So everyone, sit back, relax, get your Princess Polly on, okay? Because we got a Princess Polly influencer in the building. We are excited to introduce Gabby Diaggi. Everyone, welcome Gabby. Hi, guys. I'm, like, so excited to be here. I've never been on a podcast before. This is my first time. So tell me some Is it really? (laughs) Yeah, my laugh is going to be so loud. I'm already well aware of it. (laughs) No, I love it. Bring the laugh. I have the most annoying laugh. I feel like it's a Jersey thing. That's an East Coast thing, right? Oh, yeah. I think just to be loud and to, like, get attention is an East Coast thing. (laughs) Agreed. (laughs) Yeah, it's just a thing. All right. So let's dive in because I actually – Gabby and I were talking about this five minutes before we started recording. Gabby and I met virtually on Instagram because we recorded with Danny Mayali, and they knew each other from Jersey. So she's originally a Jersey girl. So shout out, Jersey. Hell, Yeah. I literally am born and raised in Jersey. If anyone says that I'm from Florida, like, don't even talk to me. I'm not from Florida. I'm from Jersey. I moved there when I was a freshman. What part of Jersey? Um, Morristown. So, like, just 20 minutes out of Philly. Yeah, so my ex-boyfriend actually was from Morristown. He went to Morristown's friends, and now he's in med school. We're not together anymore, which is sad, but I'm very familiar with him. Yeah, well, people are normally obnoxious anyway. (laughs) true true I, I mean we have to talk after this because there's someone I'm thinking that you probably know of so because we're the same grade I'm pretty sure you graduated what 2019 yeah wait hold on if it's is it a girl um yes but yes I'm not even gonna say her name always laugh her. but you, <laughs> we can't be too hard out here damn yeah that's when I moved to Florida so I moved to Florida like as soon as I finished eighth grade and I was going into freshman year of high school that's when I moved to Florida so where in Florida, because I'm currently watching Siesta Key, and I need to know if you were close to Siesta Key. I am definitely not near Siesta Key. Um, <laughs> I'm, <Okay>. like, by, <laughs> um, I'm in West Palm Beach, but I actually live in Wellington. It's actually like the polo capital of the world. It's just like a really small town like inside of West Palm Beach, but I'm like an hour from Miami, 15 minutes from Boca. So what inspired the move? from Jersey to Florida? Cause that's like, you know, I feel like they're very different culture wise. Yeah. I mean, that's a great question. I really wish I knew the answer. Um, <laughs> I, would, I would like to believe 
that it was because my parent, my dad wanted to be closer to like the rest of my family. Um, like basically all my family lived in Florida except for my mom's parents lived in Jersey. But I don't think that was the reason. I literally shit you not. One night we were sitting at dinner and my dad was like, "Hey, how would you guys feel about moving to Florida?" And we're all like, "That sounds cool." And then like I go to the doctor and my mom's like, "Dad just bought a house in Florida." And then I just start hysterically crying and run to Justice's house and stay there. And my mom doesn't know where I am for like two days. Oh my gosh, that's traumatizing. It was horrible. When I first got there, it's like the most like known story in my family, and like everybody makes fun of it. It's like not funny at all though. I was so miserable when we first got there and I was like, all right, like, what should I start unpacking? And I was like, all right, well, at least like my closet should make me happy. So I was like, all right, I'll unpack my clothes first. I literally finished unpacking everything. My dad walks in my room and throws down like five boxes of these black velvet hangers and goes, every hanger in the house will be the same and walked out. I was like, Let me just strangle myself with this hanger. Why don't Why don't I just do that? Okay. Okay. <laughs> oh my god! I would have been so pissed off. Like you just spent all that time. You're trying to make yourself feel better, and I had to read you the whole entire closet. I would have been like, "F this." Yeah. No, I just start. I would have been like, "You do it." Tomorrow. Yeah. Bro. Oh yeah. I would be way too scared to say that to my father. <laughs> okay. We need to talk about what made you decide to go to Arizona from going to Florida. And then going to high school in Florida and then going all the way across the country. Well, number one, every single person that I went to high school with, I would say at least 90% of my graduating class stayed in Florida. And like, that was absolutely not what I was doing. I hated almost every single person in Florida, <laughs> like not good people at all. So I definitely didn't want to stay in Florida. What was like the vibe of the people? I don't even know how to describe it. Like everybody's just very like, so you know in like Jersey people are aggressive, but it's aggressive in the way that you like talk, the way you carry yourself. Where like in Florida, it's like people are just aggressive towards you. Like people don't open the door for you. That that like when you cross the street and like a car waits for you and you wave, that is not a thing in Florida. Just like common manners, not a thing. <laughs> Damn, I didn't know that. Yeah, no, I'm not a fan of Florida at all. So as soon as I could dip, I did. And I actually just applied to the top five party schools in the nation and whichever one I got into. <laughs> <laughs> that is well, because I feel like I always see so I was an alpha fee in college which you probably hated all the alpha fees you knew because there's something else I but, literally just stuck my finger down my throat while you just said that you did? <laughs> yes <laughs> okay but okay I'm a cool alpha fee I feel like I feel like we're already vibing also I went to a small <laughs> school so <laughs> I'm trying to justify it okay I can no, I, I, some of my best friends were in Alpha Phi. I'm not, I'm not judging. <laughs> okay, great. Thank you. But I feel like Arizona, we'd always aspire to do like what either University of Arizona or what Arizona State's doing because they were always so cutting edge with their sororities, whether it was like recruitment, Bente, like we were always getting our inspo from them. Yeah. Sorority and fraternity life at ASU is huge. It definitely is at U of A as well, but I'm definitely not going to sit here and talk well about it at the U of A because that's my rival school. I have to hate them. But I think like definitely it's, it's like a huge thing, but it's weird. Like there are definitely a lot of my friends that were never in sororities, but you just kind of assumed that they were because they hung out with all the sorority girls. Like there are some girls Mm -hmm. just like that, that just never joined one. If someone asked me like, should I join a sorority? I would not hesitate and say yes. Like absolutely 100% not a doubt in my mind. Yeah, I agree because I also, I mean, Penn State's a big school that I feel like everyone from Philly goes to. 
And whenever I hear someone went to Penn State and wasn't in a sorority or fraternity, I'm like, how did you make friends? And I'm not saying that to be a bitch, but it's more of like these state schools are so big. How are you meeting people? Because mm-hmm. if you're not in one, it's something like that. You're just hanging out with people you know from high school. A hundred percent. And if not, like, I mean, ASU was really good about my freshman year. There were so many events. Like there was like a huge luau. That's like known every year. There's just like a bunch of stuff that you can do. There's like passports so that you can meet the different sororities before you rush so that like you kind of have an idea. Like ASU does a really good, you know, way to enter freshmen in. So you don't necessarily have, have, have to join a sorority, but you definitely have to be friends with people in a sorority. Yeah. What sorority were you in? Alpha Chi Omega, baby. Oh, okay. AKO, watch out. <laughs> Wanna go, gotta go, AKO, bitch. <laughs> so what were they known for at ASU? Oh, oh, I guess I can talk about it. Why well, I'm I'm not in it anymore, whatever. I mean you're not in um, you're not affiliated anymore. <laughs> yeah, so why not? Whatever, it's fine. Um freshman year we were called A Kai Blow. So oh. there's that one. And then from there on, like Basically, sophomore and junior year was the first time that a sorority ever passed Alpha Phi in recruiting records, and it was us. So, like, at that point, we were just, like, I, no, everyone called us everything because we were, like, you know, the shit at the time. And yeah. then senior year, I think, like, the biggest one that everybody just kept saying was Akai Ho. <laughs> so uh, I was, like, at least, like, when I leave, we're hoes. Like, um, we weren't hoes when I first came. <laughs> I mean, I like it. I like it's a come up. It, you guys really came up, like really defeating Alpha Phi. No, I mean, really, I know. I, it's know. A hard I was, thing to do. I was psyched about it. <laughs> I know. Trust me. Listen, I can I can fully admit that Alpha Phi at my school, their recruiting was unbelievable. They were obviously top house, but then we stomped all over them. So <laughs> I'm like happy for you, but not at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> Can't do my sisters like that. If you were one of the girls from Alpha Phi that walked around and goes, so hot, then I really hope you are offended, okay? <laughs> oh my God, I did not. Okay, so because I went to a Catholic college, like we weren't, we weren't going around saying so hot. Like I feel like our Greek life had so many more restrictions and like, you know, like a non. For the people who don't know, what I don't is even so hot? Know is that like a. We've never said so hot, but like. I, I was just about to say Literally any time you would see Alpha Phi's taking a picture, you'd be like, oh my god, so hot. And I'd be like, I'm actually going to fucking throw up. Okay, the difference is that, like, my college was in Ohio and people were, like, not as hot as they are in Arizona, first off. Um, which, I'm sorry, whoever, whoever my friends are listening to this right now, I'm sorry. It's not a personal dig. Um, no, but we had this one chant called Super Bad, and we would do it at recruitment. We'd be like, S U P E R super bad. That's what we are. Super bad. Now can't you see we're number one? We're Alpha Phi. Basically, we're just like cocky bitches thinking we ran the world. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say ours was about like sisterhood and trust and love and like that's what you guys are <laughs> chanting. <laughs> that's why I did not join Alpha Phi. <laughs> Oh, I cannot remember the cheers that I had for my sorority. I was in DZ and I mean, I went to Temple, so we only had five sororities and there weren't even houses. So I almost felt like it was like fake Greek life, but I'm like, I don't remember <laughs> well, any of my cheers. <laughs> I, I prepped DZ and Alpha Chi. Those are my two top houses. Oh, really? I liked being in DZ. In my school though, it was weird because, you know, like 
Katie said, okay, you're either joining a sorority because you need to like meet new people. Like at my school, I had a hard time because I didn't know people. And majority of the girls in my sorority already knew each other from home. And I'm like, uh, it's not supposed to work mm. like this. So yeah, like, that's first. annoying. DZ at my school was definitely really good. Like it's always been a good sorority, but they, I mean, they're, they've been known for being like hellie, but I mean, I don't know what sorority isn't known. They just throw that out. It's I like, know. I feel like guys make it up. Anytime, anytime a girl rejects them, they're like, oh, those hoes, come on. Yeah, legit. Like, oh, she she was totally leading me on. She's just a slut. It's like, yeah, if I was a slut, you would have gotten in this, but you didn't. Okay, bye. <laughs> I love it. No, but I loved it. I love Sorry Life. So you decided to stay in Scottsdale, which is like one of the bougiest places. I've never been, but I always hear that because I like watch, <laughs> I watch um, Total Bellas with Nikki and Brie. Do you watch that? I actually do not. I watched like one episode, but I did not keep up with it. So what is Scottsdale like? Because I feel like people see it all over Instagram, like with Hair by Chrissy. You see that everywhere with all the influencers being in mm-hmm. Scottsdale, getting their hair done. And like, I feel like it's just known for being like, bougie like they have like the lashes the hair extensions the nails the tan then everyone's skinny like how would you describe it I mean pretty much how you just described it is how I would pretty much describe it um it is very bougie like but at the same time it's weird because Scottsdale is surrounded by Tempe which is where like ASU is and then you know like Mesa Gilbert and all these other places where Scottsdale is literally the only bougie town and it's like absurdly bougie but like everywhere else around it is nothing like that. It's so, so so it's kind of weird. But Scottsdale is definitely really bougie. It's super known for like every girl here has like sugar daddies. Like that's like a very frequent thing. Shit, I think I need to I mean, come every out. Every girl there. here is blonde. <laughs> yeah, every girl here is blonde and gets fake this <laughs> from their sugar daddies. <laughs> what made you stay in Scottsdale like after graduation to make that decision? It was definitely, like, not a decision, like, I just, like, made. I originally was going to move to San Diego. That didn't work out. (laughs) Then I was going to move to Miami, and then I was like, I just can't be that close to my family at all times. So then it was kind of more of, like, a, I can go anywhere. Where do I really want to go? And, like, I would love to be, you know, in California, and I'd love to be back in Jersey. But, like, Jersey, I want to kind of be, you know, have a family and stuff, but... For right now, I figured, like, the best place for me to possibly be to, like, experience the most I possibly can is here. Like, you know, like, I can drive Mm -hmm. six hours and be in L.A. I can drive six hours and be in Colorado. I can drive six hours and be in Vegas. I can drive six hours and be in Rocky Point. Like, I can literally go anywhere I want. Wow. I didn't realize that's where Scottsdale is located. I got to look at a map now. (laughs) (laughs) So are you working now or are you just doing influencing full time? Um, I'm doing influencing full-time now. Before Corona, I was running other brands' social media pages and, like, editing their pictures and doing all that. So I was getting paid, like, great money. And then Corona came and was like, ha-ha, Gabby, you ready to be broke? (laughs) (laughs) That's what I love about you, though. I love how you're real about, like, how how much things cost. Like, I remember I was watching your video of when you were doing the flower wall in your room. And you were like, I only buy these when they're on sale. And I was like, that's when I knew I liked you. I was like, I like an influencer who actually like talks about <laughs> sales. Because everyone else is like, oh my God, my Eve Saint Laurent, my this, my that. And I'm like, okay, first of all, those were gifted. Like you didn't buy that yourself. So I love that you were like, I only buy them when they're <laughs> on sale. 
Well, yeah, because I think it's a very, like, common thing for people to assume that I'm very wealthy because my parents are very wealthy. But, like, I feel like we're at the age now where people should realize that, like, my parents aren't just, like, giving me money. Like, that's just not how life works. As much but as I wish it was. But some influencers, I mean, I wish that's how it was, but some influencers are still on their parents' payroll. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, there's definitely some people who are. I mean, don't get me wrong. My parents have definitely been helping me out, thank God, since Corona. But I also just don't, I, I just don't want to do that anymore, you know? Like, just knowing that my parents know that I would rather be taken care of my whole life by them makes me want to not ever to get anything from them. So, like, it's, like, annoying when I have to ask them for things. Yeah, and then I feel like mine at least hold over my head. They're like, oh, remember I got that for you? Like, you can't even take the trash off me, but I did this for you. And I'm like, all right, shush. Yeah, no, that's the worst. It's like, all right, you asked me to do something and I did it for you. Now you, you can't keep talking about it now. <laughs> no, like, stop. I hate that. Um, But you talked about Brian. Let's dive into this relationship. <laughs> so oh, when gosh, did you guys meet? Lot. <laughs> I would actually love to tell the story about how we met because I think it's the cutest thing I've ever heard in my life. So I obviously came to Arizona knowing absolutely no one and made friends, whatever. But I was friends with very specific fraternities. One of them was not Deke, which Brian was in that fraternity. I did not like Deke. They were kicked off campus and I was a freshman and I was so scared to go there to be like in trouble for my sorority. So I was like, oh no, I'm just not going there. No, absolutely not. So I met Simone, who was one of my best friends freshman year, who introduced me to Pat, who was a deke. And there was a million people that seemed to know Brian, but obviously I didn't. And so I guess, keep in mind, I did not know this story until like months into my relationship. Brian told me this story. So our gym at ASU is called the SDFC. And it has like windows surrounding the entire thing. So there's like really no walls. Like if you're working out, you can see everyone walking outside around you. And if you're walking outside, you can see everyone working out inside. So I'm walking to class. And when I'm walking to class, I'm in the zone. First of all, I'm in Arizona. It's probably like 108 degrees outside when I'm walking to class. I have zero, zero desire to speak to anyone on my way to class. I'm like, leave me the hell alone. I need to get into AC ASAP. So... I guess Brian saw me walking through all these windows. And so he he left the gym, followed me all the way until I walked up to a door so he could open the door for me. And apparently I just said absolutely nothing to him. (laughs) (laughs) When he told me this story, he was like, I left the gym to open a door for you. And like, I have the biggest smile on my face and you just walk through the door, Gabby. Yeah, because you were on a mission. You were trying to get AP. Right? Exactly. But anyway, so I guess after that happens, he saw, um, this was freshman year. So right when you become a freshman and you join a sorority and you get like your sorority bag, you know, like the little bag that says your name on it, whatever. You're like so pumped to wear it. So like everyone wears it. So freshman year, I'm carrying it around. So my bag says Alpha Chi Omega. And there was a girl in my sorority named Devin who actually lived in the same town as Brian. So Brian texted Devin and was like, hey, like, who's this girl? Like, I guess was like, describing me. And I was actually in a long distance relationship my freshman year of college with like my high school boyfriend. And so she was like, oh, like, I'm pretty sure she has a boyfriend, yada, yada, yada. So nothing comes from it. Fast forward from freshman year to now sophomore year. Pat posts a picture of me and Simone at a tailgate. It was actually a deep tailgate. And Brian texted him and was like, 
dude, you know her. Like, I've been trying to get with her. Da, 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 da. <laughs> so he was like, okay, like, I'll text her for you. And, like, I don't know who Brian thought I was, but I, I, he definitely didn't know I was from Jersey because he had Pat text me and Pat texts me and goes, Hey, what do you think of my boy Haas? And I go, yeah, I mean, he's cute, but if he doesn't have the balls to talk to me, I have zero desire that. My girl, <laughs> my like, girl. Love it. And so of course, what do you think Brian does? Not fucking talk to me. He's so scared. <laughs> so. <laughs> More time goes by and this boy still hasn't talked to me. Finally, I'm going to like their fraternity pool party. And it's a Christmas in October party that they always have, which just basically means you get dressed up for Christmas in October. And I get to the party and like, this is my, like probably one of my first deep parties. And like, I got a text about it and like about how the theme was Christmas in October, but I thought it was just a joke. So I didn't like dress up. And then once I got there and saw everyone else dressed up, I was like, oh no, 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 I want to go. I'm going to get dressed up. So my friends and I are leaving to leave and then like come back. And as I'm walking out, Brian is walking in and he looks at me and goes, you're going the wrong way. And I looked at him and I go, oh my God, Brian, it's so nice to meet you. I hear so much about myself from you. Oh my God. (laughs) Savage. And he's like, wait, are you coming back? And I'm like, yeah, I'll be back. Don't worry. So anyway, moral of the story, I left, came back. The entire rest of the day, we just called each other babe. We were, like, kissing, and, like, we were just inseparable ever since. So have you guys done, like, the on-again, off-again thing, or you've been dating the whole entire time, like, college? <laughs> um, no, we broke up 24 times. Okay. I feel like that's how my relationship is. <laughs> like, I love a good drunk fight. I love a good drunk, dramatic fight. So where is he now? Is he in Scottsdale, too? Um, he's actually in Indiana right now with his family. He had to accept a job in Washington, D.C. for right now until okay. he can get a job here because of Corona. Like, it was all the jobs here were, like, shot. <laughs> so Welcome to the long-distance life. <laughs> yeah, it's really, like, freaking miserable. I'm not happy at all. But I gave him a time frame of when he has to be back, so he'll be back soon. No doubt. Okay, when's that. the time frame? I love how you're such an alpha female. Like, I just, I relate to it so much. When's the time frame? When does he need to be back? <laughs> I gave him no more than five months. Oh, wow. That's, like, quick. Yeah. Listen, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doing this. We've literally lived together for four years, like, in college. Like, now that we're supposed to be living together as adults, we don't. And it's just, like, the most frustrating thing in the world. <laughs> Yeah, because it's almost like if you put all that effort the whole time and then now when you're actually like an adult moving on with your life and you're not together, it's like, okay, then where do you see this going? Exactly, yeah. I mean, I'm glad we can have those conversations since we've been dating for a long time. He is not, unfortunately. Um, Is this a deal breaker? I mean, yes and no. For my parents, it's typically a deal breaker, just... But, like, it's also one of those things where it's, like, my parents don't actually care. Like, I think it's just they say that, you know? Yeah. Because, like, when Brian came and visited and, like, met them the first time, my dad was like, oh, yeah, you have my permission. You're good. Because, <laughs> like, he was Aww. just so sweet. But, uh, yeah, no, it normally would be a deal breaker. It's actually more of Ryan's family that is, I think, aggressive towards the religion thing. What religion is he? Quote, unquote, Catholic. <laughs> Okay. I feel like I'm a quote-unquote Catholic, too. Like, I don't practice, but, like, I'm... Yeah, like... I was raised Yeah, quote-unquote. Exactly. He was raised Catholic. 
I got but you. like neither of I us know. are really into religion so yeah I, totally I feel like that's a lot of relationships now and the parents are like well what religion are you gonna raise the child and it's like um that's not what we're thinking about right now but that's like the first yeah. question like my parents ever had like hearing other parents yeah like, we'll so get there when we get there like yeah <laughs> so, like for me it's just like literally you want to be buddhist you want to be jewish you want to be christian i don't care go do whatever you want like why is it affecting my life like i just genuinely will never care about that like would i love for them to be bat mitzvah or bar mitzvah like absolutely but i'm not going to ever force them to do anything that's just not fun mm-hmm. yeah i think that's a good mindset and i wish you to the best i hope he gets out there in five months maybe he has some friends he can hook me up with because <laughs> i'm like very single oh girl Indiana boys, let me tell you, I learned. Oh, I know. Oh, yeah. My best friend Gigi is now dating an Indiana boy. And I'm like, oh, now we're all getting in on it. (laughs) So because I went to school in Ohio, half of my closest friends are from Indiana. Is he from Carmel, Indiana? He is not. He's from Fishers. So like he's probably like 25 minutes from Carmel. Okay. Yeah. Because I feel like a lot of my good friends from college in Ohio are from Carmel, Indiana. And I like absolutely love them. Carmel's like the very bougie. We love bougie out here. But speaking of bougie, we need to talk about your lips. Because I feel like you probably get so many like comments about them. So we need to talk about it. Absolutely. It's a lot of people's favorite conversation. Is it? You're like the Kylie Jenner of Scottsdale, I feel like. (laughs) No, there are girls here that like are known for their lips. Uh, I'm very fortunate that I... People definitely know I got lip injections, but I'm not known for my lips like other girls are. Okay. You're known for better things. You're known for amazing personality. An amazing Jersey personality. Oh, thank you. Of course. Um, Just for being so a bitch. Ta- anyway. <laughs> <laughs> or, or that. So when did you start getting <laughs> injections? So I honestly, which is very crazy because like now that I look back at pictures of me, my, I had no lips. It's crazy. But... I never like thought about getting lip injections, not for like any reason, just like, I was like, I don't, I don't want to pay for them. I don't know. So never really thought about it. And then my sophomore year college, I got a DM from the girl that I still go to and she offered to do Botox or my lips for free to market. And obviously at first I'm like bugging. I'm like, okay, is there a reason this is free? But then like going to her page, I was like, oh my God, like she's literally amazing. And so I've been going to her ever since. She is like the best. Every single one of my friends go to her now. Anyone who's had messed up lips goes to her now because like she'll fix them. She's the greatest ever. Like I can't, I can't say enough good things about her. I love so her. So walk us through like when you go into the office and you're like sitting down about to get it done. Like, can you give us like a step-by-step of how it's done? Yeah. So you go in and you don't, you don't obviously get lip injections this first time you sit down, but like at the chair and talk. You have to, like, you know, talk about what you want, like, maybe, like, medical history, all those things. Just make sure you're safe, obviously. And then you'll get to discuss, like, how much you want to get put into your lips. Now, I want to, like, make sure I put this in here. I have never, and I will never, go into my lady and tell her what I want done. She tells me what I need done. That is where people go wrong. You don't need a full syringe. That is, like, it's the craziest thing in the world. People always ask me, they're like, how many syringes do you get? I'm like, wait a minute. Why are you even saying syringes? I don't even get one full syringe. Like, what are you doing? That's why I love my lady so much. When you walk in, she will sit down. She'll be like, this is what I think you need or like what I think you might want. And like, this is how it'll look. What do you want? And like, she'll, you know, 
ask you. You'll get to like choose it. I mean, I don't know because like I just trust her for what she tells me to do. But I don't know how it is with other girls if like they want a lot and she like might tell them not to. But for me, I, I've never gotten more than 0.6 syringes. So you sit down. We discussed how many syringes I was going to get the first time. I believe the first time I only got point, like 0.4 or 0.5. And they put like this like thick ass body butter, like a thick body butter feeling thing on your lips. And it just like numbs your whole lips. It'll like numb your tongue most of the time because like you'll start talking. So then they'll wipe that off. After that, then they'll start to like inject you. Now I have a very high pain tolerance. That shit fucking hurts. Like that is painful. Can you describe the pain? Like what what's the pain equal to? Okay, well that's like the issue. I don't even know what it would be equal to because like I've never felt pain like that in my life. Like <laughs> I I've never I'm lucky I've never like broken a bone or like you know, really had to get like surgeries done and stuff. So like I haven't had that type of experience to like talk about that versus just like getting injections. But what I can tell you is that you can physically feel the injection going into your lip. You can feel where it's starting, where it's ending. You can hear it. There are some times where like the needle will like make a popping sound if there's like a little bit of an air bubble and it's like the scariest thing in the world. Like I, I literally thought my lips exploded when like she was doing it. But it definitely, like if I had a rated on a scale from one to 10, I've gotten my eyebrows microbladed. I would say that was like probably like a four or a five on that scale and I'd say like lip injections are probably like an eight or nine damn I was considering it but now I'm like nah nah I'm good I'm good <laughs> no 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 no. I promise it's so worth it because I think like a lot of a lot of like confusion comes from like people like think that you have to get them done a lot for some reason um I think from what I like know you're supposed to like get them done every six months to a year ish maybe a little earlier, depending on like how often you get them done if your lips aren't like accustomed to them yet. But I get my lips done literally once a year, actually once a year. And people are like, oh, like how many syringes? How many times? How many of this? How many of that? But it's like, if you just, you know, ease into it like a normal, you know, human being would, then like your lips are going to look bomb as fuck. And like, you won't have to get them done all the time. So you won't have to go through the pain all the time. I don't even remember the last time I got my lips done, to be honest with you. And they're freaking huge okay i feel like once a year is like doable i could like suck it up if people can have a kid i feel like i can get lip injections it, i feel like that's probably the similar pain <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean the way you're describing it i think we can do it <laughs> yeah i think i can do it so what about microblading so tell us about this because i have friends who got this done and it looked like caterpillars at first and their skin started shedding did you have the same experience Yes. Um, mine definitely didn't look like caterpillars though. That like scared the shit out of me when I saw other girls. Um, but I think like, you have to really do your research when it comes to microblading because there are so many factors that go into it. Like, the tone, the color, like the deepness, the richness of that's just having to do with picking out a shade to put on, you know, like then they have to stencil them out. Like when you go there, they like stencil them as if like, uh, you know, like uh, how they sell like eyebrow stencils so they can like fill in your brows if you don't know how to do it. Mm -hmm. They kind of like use that to stencil out your brows, how you want them to look. So you can choose, like I said, I wanted to have a higher arch. So now my arch is a little higher due to, you know, the tattooing. But 
if you get them and they look like caterpillars at first, that scares me because mine never looked like caterpillars, but they definitely did shed. And that was like a very weird, uncomfortable feeling. <laughs> Is it like getting a tattoo? Um, I don't know if I would consider it getting a tattoo. I was under the impression that's what it was. Like I thought they were going to like use like a tattoo gun on my face and like on my eyebrows. Mm -hmm. That's like not what they do. That is not what they do. Do you know what they do? Wait a minute. Do you guys really know what they do? Know. <laughs> I didn't. Okay. I didn't either until I got there. And let me tell you, I was not too happy when I found out what they actually do. <laughs> they basically take like a razor, like a super small razor, not like a razor you shave your legs with, like, you know, like a razor blade almost. Uh -huh. And they dip it in the color and then they cut your skin open <gasps> and shove the color in it. No. Fuck that. Fuck that. I swear I to God. I had no clue. I literally had no clue until now. <laughs> I didn't either until I got there, dude. Imagine that. <laughs> I would have cried. I would have been like, oh, what did I sign up for? Literally, I didn't even know what was happening until I heard, and I was like, what was that? Oh. And she was like, oh, you're scared of your thing. I'm like, oh, okay. Wait, what did you do? Did you do your eyebrows first or did you do your lip filler first? Like, what pain did you encounter first? Lip filler. I did lip filler sophomore year of, of college and microblading I just did last year. Okay, got it. Wow. Yeah, but I'm no, not doing that. That was traumatizing. But no, it really actually like wasn't that painful. I'm surprised after microblading, once you heard the first crunch, you weren't like, fuck this. Like, I could literally see you just walking out and be like, I'm good. I'm good. Oh, I wanted to so bad, but you also have to remember that like, I saw pictures of what my eyebrows would look like after this lady did them, and there was no shot that I was turning back. When I first got them done, I haven't even gone and gotten them touched up yet, but she is just, like, so talented. My eyebrows, like, I wasn't wearing anything in my eyebrows for, like, weeks because I was like I don't want to touch them they look so perfect like I could never do them as well as they look ta just tattooed so like I recommend it one million percent but also at the same time I just like saw like this eyebrow tinting and lamination thing so like I might try that to see because obviously that's not like painful see how that goes before I yeah. put myself through the pain of microplaning again but it really wasn't that bad it's just like hearing your skin rip is what's really painful. Ooh. Like, just hearing it. Yeah. You're, like, scarring me. Like, I, I'm never going to think about any of this ever again. Like, I'm tainted. I'm tainted so now. <laughs> no, they're so right when they say beauty is pain. <laughs> Literally. It's being described here. So real, dude. All right. Before I have nightmares, let's dive into something else. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's dive into how you got started being an influencer. Because we haven't even touched on that yet. I, I, it, it's not even like an interesting story. It's literally just like I came to ASU, joined a sorority. And if you're a pretty girl in a sorority, you automatically have ten to 15,000 followers. Like, period. There's pretty much no way around that unless you're just like maybe like the meanest person alive or something. But wow. I posted a big little picture when I got my little. And it just blew up. Like, at college babes and all of them started posting it. And I gained, like, I think... I want to say like 30,000 followers overnight. And I was just Damn. like, okay, well, I guess I'll just run with this. <laughs> I mean, good for you. Hey, I'm here for it. It was like a weird thing at first because I was like, I don't, I don't know what's happening. Because <laughs> like I came to ASU with like literally getting like maybe 200 likes on my pictures, you know, just from my friends. 
And then like I came to ASU and all of a sudden I was like, oh my God, what is, what is happening? But I also like had a huge glow up. So I was like, fuck yeah. Just That's awesome. <laughs> so what is the key to a glow up? Because I need to know. <laughs> I, I need one. <laughs> oh my God. I literally think that the biggest thing that had to do with my glow up, and it's going to sound mm-hmm. so stupid and like whatever, but like I'm, I'm the most honest person in the world. I promise you I'm being honest. Literally my confidence. I knew you were going to say that. I like knew that was coming. Yep. And the second I became confident in myself, I was like, I can do anything I want to. Like, what am I doing? Like, I can wear this. I can wear this. I can do my makeup like this. I can do my hair like this. I can put on as much fake tanner as I want. I can put on as long as eyelashes as I want. I don't give a fuck what anyone thinks. And then, yeah, that was pretty much how that went. Wow. You're so right, though. I mean, I would never in a million years want to grow up with Instagram. You know, kids are in, like, middle school and high school now. But, Mm -hmm. I mean, look at how hot they are. It's not even fair. Look at Charlie D'Amelio. Yeah, Charlie D'Amelio, Addison Ray. Like, I can't, I can't. Like, I'm sorry. I didn't look like that. I did, I did not, not look like that. Literally, no. I don't think anyone They're... fucking looks like that. This is unfair shit. <laughs> they did not go through the over-plucked eyebrow phase, and it personally offends me because nope. I think everyone needs to experience that once in their life. It really, it's game changer. Wait, and I don't know if this is like a conspiracy theory, but I think I just came up with one. Why is it that I, I've never seen anyone with braces now? No, no. Where are the braces? I was thinking the same thing. Where are their fucking braces? They have Invisalign. <laughs> they don't know what pain that is. That is so fucked up. That is so fucked up, dude. Like, braces ruined everyone's goddamn life. Like, you deserve to have braces. Shut up. You don't get to have Invisalign your whole life. And the rubber bands. Remember the rubber bands? Like, I had to wear those to school so that my bite would um, like. It's not attractive to anyone. I had a palette expander and I had to wear a night gear at night, okay? I don't want to hear oh, about God, your rubber man. bands. <laughs> okay. Fucking okay, bitch. You really had it. The head gear. Oh head my gear. God. I had I I had such a bad underbite, dude. Like you have no idea. And I had a palette expander. I had to wear this headgear. I went to summer camp and people would make so much fun of me. I would have these rubber bands like attached all the way up to like my freaking eyeballs with this headgear on my head. I looked like I was about to play hockey. Oh my God. Oh my God. Well, look who's laughing now. Yeah, I know. I'm literally like, you know what? I went through the biggest hell and I'm okay with it. I, I, I really, I really appreciate how ugly I used to be so that I can appreciate the fact that I think I'm pretty now. Yeah, that's confidence building in itself. Looks aside, the feeling just from like, what's it saying? When you look good, you feel good. I think that's kind of true in a non-vain mm-hmm. way. So it really helps bring mm-hmm. a little Absolutely. Confidence. Well, I thought, I don't even think it's vain at all. I made a point during quarantine when Brian was here to get ready once a week, like just maybe like on a Wednesday or on a Friday or whatever, just to make sure that like I, you know, like could look in the mirror and be like, I'm, I can still do my makeup. I still look pretty. Like, don't get me wrong. I think I'm pretty without makeup, but it's just like one of those confidence boosters. Like you said, look good, feel good. Just get ready one day. And then I'll like feel good all day. Then like maybe a week goes by and I'll start to feel like shit again. And then I'll get ready again. Yeah. A little pick me up. Yeah, exactly. All right. So I want to dive into hangover or get over. This is our segment where we kind of talk about questions that people ask us. And I feel like you're perfect for this because Brian's in Indiana, you're in Scottsdale, Arizona. How do you keep it spicy long distance? Like, how do you guys keep the flame alive? Because so many people ask us this, 
because they're either in college and they're living at home, but their boyfriend's somewhere else. So how do you keep it spicy? I would personally say, um, I think the biggest thing, which I mean, I think is pretty obvious would be, you know, like some sexy pics. Um, <laughs> I love it. I think that would be like number one to be like, Hey, look what you're missing. Just reminder. This is what you're missing. So definitely some of that. But I, I honestly think that the biggest thing is Brian and I make it a point to FaceTime every single morning and every single night. Even if we can't like throughout the day, it's fine. We'll say good morning and we'll make sure to say good night. And like on FaceTime, it's a little different than like talking on the phone. You know, you can like see their face and like joke around with them. And then maybe like, you know, I'll just be laying in bed and randomly just, you know, like lift up my shirt a little bit. And oh. be like, hey. So if we're being honest here, this is what I do to keep my relationship spicy. I mean, it works. I always think, like, how do people do long distance who have androids? Like, like you need FaceTime. Oh, my God. I never even thought about I that. I never thought about that, but now I, I am. No, because my boyfriend was, like, so fed up with iPhone. He's like, I'm going to get an Android. And I was like, we will break up if you get an Android. <laughs> It just doesn't work. Like, I could not FaceTime you. <laughs> no, absolutely not. I literally just don't like long-distance relationships at all, though. Like, this is not fun. I don't enjoy it. There's no positive. I really can't find one. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't help that you're in quarantine. I feel like I've been in a long-distance relationship for a while now. Basically, like, my whole relationship. And it doesn't suck as much when quarantine isn't happening, when you're, like, have things to yeah. do. but. Very this time true. definitely probably makes it miserable. Yeah, no, it, it's not too fun. When did you start it? Oh, well, we've been doing it on and off a little bit because we did it for a few months before when we were going to move to San Diego because he went to medical sales college in San Diego. So for like oh, two yes, months. Oh, yes, daddy, I do. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And... Uh... <laughs> he so I mean that was like really easy though because I could like just drive to San Diego whenever I really wanted to but then right before quarantine Brian was home again and we were doing long distance then and it wasn't like super bad also because like I was expecting him to come home soon but then during quarantine he came so that uh I wasn't alone because I live alone and it was like amazing and it was like the best time of our life <laughs> and then he obviously had to go because he had to like accept a job so that he can start making money so it's kind of been like on and off I would say since like last summer but like most of it has been like we've been together mm -hmm. but this is the longest we'll probably do long distance at least there's a finish line so you're in the you're in a good yeah. spot <laughs> It's been a long time coming. I'm just waiting for, you know, the end goal. <laughs> a ring. A ring before spring, baby. Okay, last question we have for you. Power move. What is your power move that got you to where you are today? This is actually a great question to end on because I think it's, like, the biggest thing I live by, and I just, like, want everybody else to live by it as well, and it's very important. You cannot give a flying fuck what anyone thinks about you, like, ever. Fact of the matter is, no matter what you do, someone is not gonna like you. You can be the juiciest peach in the entire world. Yes, they like peaches. That's just how the world works. So 
my biggest advice and my biggest power move is like when people hate on me, I literally take it as a compliment. I'm like, you are taking so much time out of your day to comment on something that I'm doing when I could give a flying fuck what you're doing. So I must be doing something right. That is my favorite saying ever. (laughs) I I can't, I just, I hope every and any girl that like is on Instagram right now or any young boy, you need to realize that like, first of all, I can make myself look like I'm 200 pounds or 100 pounds. It's an angle. I can promise you that. I will show, I will post it on my story today to make a point out of it. Actually, I'll do it when this episode comes out. I will show you the difference between angles of my body. I can show you how I will drastically look different. There are so many, oh, so many opinions and so many people care about those opinions. The only person's opinions that you should care about and the biggest power move that you can make is care about your opinion, care about the people who love you, like your family and like your friends. And after that, if someone doesn't know you and they're commenting on something that you're doing, you have to realize there's only two options. They are either jealous of you or they are so sad with themselves that they have to put someone else down to make themselves feel better. Mm-hmm. Feel bad for people. Don't take it offensively because you are better than them and you would never stoop to that level. That's why you're so confused by why they would comment that. So like my biggest thing to live by is just don't give a fuck about what anyone thinks about you. Live your life the way you want to and you will be the happiest person in the world. That is what I've done and I, oh, my life's changed since then. Preach. I love it. All right, well, Gabby, thank you so much for coming on. We love chatting with you. This was honestly so refreshing and I, I just feel like this is, there's so many takeaways from this. There really is. Oh, I literally love doing this. This was so fun. If you guys ever want me back, I'd love to come. Oh, you know, we'll hit you back up. But seriously, I'm trying to come out to Scottsdale. So let's plan a trip. Oh, we'll please, record I'll on show you around. You will not be ready for what you're coming to. <laughs> Amazing. All right. Well, everyone go follow Gabby. Gabby, what are your social handles? Uh, everything is just Gabby Diaghi, G-A-B-I-D-A-I-A-G-I. Perfect. And follow us at the Moral Hangover Podcast. New episodes every Monday. We will see you next week. Bye, everyone. Bye.